welcome to the podcast. It's the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm the editor, Matt Hudson. Well, hopefully by now you've read the profile and you've seen the announcement. The 2021 Operator of the Year is Jason Barry. He operates uh, two Haviland Express Lube locations in Alabama, and uh, I spoke to him for a podcast interview. In addition to the profile, which you can read right now at National Oil and Lube News' website, noln.net, the magazine issues themselves should be sent out to you subscribers and arrive in your mailbox shortly. But for now, please enjoy this podcast interview where Barry and I speak about how he got into the business, his history with the shops that he now runs, and uh, his love for the quick lube, quick maintenance industry. He's a really solid guy, solid operator, so enjoy this episode. So I want to welcome our 2021 Operator of the Year, Jason Berry, out of Coleman and Hartsell, Alabama. He runs two uh, Haviland Express Lube locations, and he is the award winner, the 31st award winner in the history of National Oil and Lube News magazine. So welcome to the podcast, and again, congratulations, Jason. Thank you for having me. Um, appreciate the award and very uh, humbled by it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one thing I'll ask you right off the bat, we were just talking a little bit beforehand of the recording, uh, starting on a good note this week. It sounds like your stores were very busy. We have been. uh, Yeah, we've uh, definitely been a little above average first two days of this week, uh, looking to have probably somewhere close to an average day, might be a little less, but uh, kind of a day where everybody can kind of breathe a little bit. I know the past couple of days have been, been wide open, so and uh, we, we don't like slow days, but every now and then when we have them, we've learned to just uh, accept them and know that tomorrow's going to be wide open again. Yeah, well, uh, it sounds like your, your operation's really humming along, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And one thing I thought we'd do with this podcast episode is just kind of uh, learn a little bit more about you as our award winner. So I was curious if you could just uh, tell me a little bit about your background with the quick lube industry and how you got into uh, ownership of those two facilities, if you could, in a nutshell. Okay. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, Tammy and Gary, uh, they are my family. So growing up as a child, my dad actually had a, a fabricating business, which wound up turning into the raw iron business that I actually own as well. Um, we had the contract building all the oil tanks and, and all of these that Tammy and Gary were building. So I've kind of always been around it basically all of my life. Um, worked in them throughout high school and stuff like that. And uh, honestly, never in, in my wildest dream would have I ever thought that I would have been an owner of one at some point. Definitely would have never thought I'd been awarded anything like this. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, just uh, long story short, how I got into it, uh, Tammy and Gary needed some insurance gates and I had the business that could provide that. And while, while doing the job for them, just picked your brain as much as they'd let me and um, not quite a year later, but almost a year later, got a phone call from them. Hey, we'd like to talk to, to you and Crystal. One thing led to another, and they started this uh, with Coleman, sold us Coleman, or I'm sorry, sold us Hartsell first, and uh, then, then we got Coleman this year. So, Yeah, and for the listeners listening in, Crystal is your wife, of course, just to let everybody know, and uh, we've got you guys both there in the magazine. As uh, soon as this episode comes out, it will be uh, 
out in the mail in the magazine issue and live on our website uh, with Jason and Crystal and the profile story that follows. But uh, you mentioned the Sandlins and how you were close with them as the previous owners of the facilities. And I thought that was one of the coolest things about your stories. Just um, we, we write a lot about the transfer of ownerships and acquisitions and things like that. But um, it's a bit more uncommon that you have such a close relationship with the former owners. You're able to kind of learn from them over time. And then certainly you mentioned that you've been learning from them uh, after taking over the shops, just whenever you need a bit of advice or anything like that. Um, could you speak to that relationship a bit? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, absolutely. They, they've, you know, they don't like it whenever I use the term, uh, taught, uh, they, they've kind of become like another uh, set of parents to me, but uh, uh, like I said, they, they've really just really stepped up from that mm -hmm. standpoint. And I mean, I, I couldn't imagine any other type of relationship as far as they really have just, you know, they, they give me their input on things which I asked for it daily matter of fact I asked for something yesterday um, a lot of times I've already know the direction I think I need to go but I'll ask them anyway just to get that second opinion it just makes me feel good to know that I'm, I'm going in the direction that they would have would have done if it would have still been their decisions but uh, absolutely they great people uh, obviously the pioneers to the business they were uh, very big in, in the state of Alabama whenever they started in 91. Um, yeah, I think you said they were like the ninth Texaco Express I, shop or something. I like believe that. it was something like that. It was, it was definitely single digit. I'm not sure exactly yeah. what it was, but it was, it was definitely low like that. It seems like it was the ninth one. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, well, I mean, it's just a, a blessing to have them. Um, they, they, they just go above and beyond. I mean, to, to anyone else. And, and they've told me before that they've, they've offered that to, to other people they've sold to. And some have called for their advice and, and some didn't. And, um, uh, but to, to watch me call and ask for their advice and then, then kind of follow through with it. And, you know, I may tweak it to where it better fits me, but at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to get to the same end goal. Mm -hmm. So it's a true blessing to, to have them on my side. Yeah, so you may not know this because you haven't seen the story uh, yet at this time, but I, I did talk to Tammy Sandlin as part of the story I reported and the profile that will be going into the magazine. And, of course, she had great things to say about you. But one thing I thought was really neat that she said is that uh, when you took over, obviously, you're the owner of the business. You could have, uh, you know, cut employees or cut people loose or anything like that. But she said she was really proud to see that you had you know, retained all of the experience on staff that you had. And um, I, I would guess that you would say that that has contributed to some of the success you've had. Oh, hundred um, percent. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that was something that they had seen in the past, you know, they would, they would have an existing business up and going, you know, that's kind of what they always did. Um, they would have one up and going quite well. And, and someone would come in they would, they would make changes because it put more money in their pocket immediately. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I don't know. I, I just, my mindset from, from the get go and, and court, uh, you know, that obviously Crystal's involved in, in all the decisions, but you know, it was just one of the things that we said from the get go is we want to come in and change very little, if anything, you know, we just want to, we're, we're going to be the new face, but we want to keep everything the way that it was. And, so we kept things that most wouldn't, you know, I, I paid 
uh, I, pretty much all of the my full-time people uh, have the option for health insurance and, and I pay that, and, you know, mm-hmm. just things that it's not the normal uh, this day and time. And, and, but I think that's what keeps me good employees. Um, you get so many people that I talk with on a daily basis that are owner operators too. And they're like, I just can't keep good health. And, and, and I've talked with them about those scenarios and how I do things. And they're like, Oh, I don't do that. Well, I'm not going to tell you that that would make it better for you, but hey, it's, it's working here, so I'm definitely not going to change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, another very general question. You know, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, what is one of the biggest lessons you've learned now that you're a couple of years into ownership, you've been running the business, um, you've been around Quick Lubes for a long time, but uh, uh, only until a few years ago, we're at the helm of, of these two shops. And so I was curious what one of the biggest lessons you've learned of, of ownership has been. I think it's just more of a lesson for me, you know, growing up in, in the wrought iron business, um, I had a comfort level there because I knew that if anything went wrong, I knew that I could fix it. And so that gave me the confidence in a lot there that I had to figure that out here. And once mm-hmm. I figured that out here that, you know, at the end of the day, things are going to happen and sometimes things go wrong. And and most of the time it's something minor, but at that moment, it's always usually when you're backed up to the road and you're not wanting to disappoint the customer sitting behind or the one sitting behind that. And so I think that's probably was my biggest thing was, was, you know, just getting that confidence, that mindset of at the end of the day, business is business. And, um, you know, just, just do what you can do. And, and learning to delegate. I think delegating, uh, you know, both locations, I have a, a pit man that's it's a senior guy, as well as several others that would nearly be considered senior, senior people. <laughs> but, um, you know, just sometimes I've, I've always been that guy that'll just try to jump in there and do it. And sometimes uh, the pride, I guess, gets in the way and so I've, I've had to learn to hey Al come here and let me uh Al's one of my main senior guys at Coleman come mm-hmm. look at this what am I doing wrong here like you know most of the time he comes over and he's like well just do this and boom that's done you know so uh I, I guess that's I don't know that that's answering your question but that's been probably one of my bigger obstacles um to, to overcome yeah for sure and delegation can be a, a a tough skill to learn especially when uh the owner is in a learning experience or they, even if they are very experienced and they know what they're doing and uh, maybe have a tough time stepping away from that day-to-day hands-on role. Correct. Uh, I think that's a, definitely something that all operators need to learn at some point. Um, to close out, I, I was hoping you could uh, regale us with the, that great story you told during our initial interview about uh, you accidentally uh, live streaming on Facebook, a, a Bible study group that y'all had started. And uh, it sounds like it got much more popular afterwards, right? It, it did. It was uh, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things. Uh, so one of my managers at Hartzell, um, his name's Josh, and he, he kept coming to me and, and my background, my grandfather was a preacher. So, you know, um, they always say that the preacher's son was a was a wild one. Uh, that definitely would have been said true for the preacher's grandson. But uh, <laughs> I've tried to get better in my older years. But uh, long story short, he was coming to me, and uh, I could tell he was 
he'd recently gave his life over to the Lord in, in the recent few years at that point and uh, was kind of just on fire. And uh, he came to me and was talking with me and I could tell he was studying in the Bible a, a great deal. And um, I just kind of felt like, you know, maybe he's kind of feeling that calling, like he's being called to preach or something. You know, this is probably the 10th or 12th time, you know, he's come in my office talking to me about these things. And, Mm-hmm. And so I just talked with him. I'm like, hey, you know, what do you think about just you and I getting together? You get a Bible study together like you're going to be going to a church and, and you know, preaching a sermon or something or, or a small Bible study, you know, something of that nature. And, um, I'll get us some biscuits one morning and we'll come in early and and, and you just do it. And, and that'll give you some practice. And um, so it kind of started out as that. And, and, and we did that a few times. And so he thanked me for, for helping him along with it, but he was saying, you know, he had a, a fear of getting in front of people and talking and things like that. So that's when I come up with the idea of like, hey, let's just video this thing. And, and so the first time that we decided to video that, it's kind of funny because I don't know if everybody just wanted to show up to watch him freeze on the camera or what, but we had a bunch of people that showed up. So that, that <laughs> made it a little intimidating as well. But um, long story short, um, we, I, I got everything ready for him, and and I said, you know, hey, we're going we're going to start videoing this thing, and uh, we had done talked about putting it on our Facebook page, but it was just going to be a video, and somehow I don't really know exactly what it was. I mean, I I just give all the credit to God that it it was just him that that well made it happen this way, but I somehow went live on our Facebook page instead of just making a video. And I almost stopped it. And I'm like, no, let's just let it ride. And so uh, I I just let it ride. And I didn't say anything to him. I just let him go. And uh, next thing I know, man, there's just people that's just tuning in left and right. And uh, I think on that particular one, which I, you know, any time that you do anything new like that, that's typically one of your bigger uh, uh, audiences or whatever. But for sure, this, the first, I don't remember how many there, there was a lot, but the, is it the first or the second video? There was over 2000 views hmm. out of coming out of an oil shop for a little Bible study. And it was just, it just blew us all away. But uh, it, it was, it was just crazy uh, to, to experience that. But, and so now uh, we're, we're rocking on over um, almost two years of, of doing these Bible studies First Saturdays of the month, we do it at Hartzell. Third Saturdays of the month, we do it at Coleman. And we just go live on each one of those Facebook pages every time. And uh, we, we still have a lot of people that's tuning in and a lot of people coming through that's thanking us for for uh, not being shy of our faith. And uh, so, I mean, good Lord has a, a way of uh, working miraculously, you know, and I, I just give him the credit on everything. I mean, it, it wasn't nothing that, that we really did. It is my error that, that got us to that point. But I think sometimes he allows us to do those errors for, for his will. So, Yeah, that's such a great little story. And, and you know, we write so often about building a community around your shop and, and kind of involving the place that you live in, your neighbors and in your business. And uh, what a kind of great way to build that community around the business. That no, I, absolutely. I mean, that, uh, so like this week at Coleman, one of my younger guys came to me and was like, 
do you have a problem with us praying before we get started? And I said, well, absolutely not. I said, we all need prayer. I said, you know, I do it from time to time, but I don't want to try to, I'm not trying to force anyone to do it, but if, if, if y'all voluntarily do it by all means. And, um, I was, I was very humbled whenever, cause I was actually there for that one and, uh, sat in on the, on the prayer. And, mm-hmm. uh, we've, we've always called each other a team and it was so funny, like in the past couple of weeks, that team word has, has slowly transitioned into family, which may have been an Auburn guy. Family is a big thing at Auburn. So I'm loving that. But, uh, but it, either way, it's, it, it's just cool to, to seeing these guys coming together. And a lot of them, you know, if, if, uh, they, they've been through some tough times and, um, you know, maybe they're not regular in church. So mm-hmm. I come in um, early on a Saturday morning and have a free breakfast and, and, and hear the gospel. Um, I don't know what more you could ask for. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I think we'll bring this uh, interview to a close, but uh, again, I just want to congratulate you, Jason. Uh, You came such highly recommended from uh, your colleagues in our awards nomination period. And we're happy to have you as the 2021 operator of the year. And um, I know we didn't touch on it a lot, but your shop is, you know, has seen some great numbers and had some great success with some of those, uh, more formal metrics as well. And, and I just wish you a uh, continued success in what you do. Well, man, it means a lot. It really does. And uh, once again, Crystal and I are both very humbled by this. Uh, we, we don't feel that we're deserving, but uh, tr- truly blessed to be honored with it. So all the glory to God. Well, thank you again. <laughs>